some years ago when i walked into a bookstore with my 4 year old son i was disappointed to find that there were no books there which i wanted for him to read books on indian history indian philosophy were almost non existent history as you know is written from the colonizers point of view and there were no books from india's point of view and indian philosophy for kids it hadn't come of age so what did i do i went back thought about it for some time and decided to set up a publishing company the aim of this publishing company was to bring out all the books that are uplifting and inspiring because large publishers only publish books which they hope to become best sellers so here was the mission of the company which said that the vision of helios books is to bring out those books which we wanted to read and wanted our children to read but could not find it in bookstores and this was my second venture i had set up an engineering company before now i had never been a publisher before i had never worked in a publishing company so i took up the yellow pages which were still in fashion those days and randomly picked up on a publisher in a city called him up and set up a meeting that very afternoon my experience of being a management consultant helped me in the 2 hour meeting to understand about the industry the various players the whole publishing process there was a book by han suen a chinese author called a many splendid thing which i had grown up reading and which had gone out of print so i asked this publisher if he could put me on to somebody who could give me expert advice whether this book is reprint worthy so he put me on to this expert and this expert in turn not only gave me a thumbs up to print this book but he put me on to george matthew who was a retired professor of english and who had written a book which he had gone to all the publishers in the town only to be rejected and i went to meet him and when i read the book most of my friends said that it would not do well because other publishers have not taken it up i took their considered opinion read the book one more time i found the writing very forceful it was uh, unassuming and that made it powerful and i decided to write him take him on as my first author now there is a idea of leadership that has been there for many many years from the athenian plato who said that a true leader has to be a philosopher king one who has mastered his impulses and lives his life for the pursuit of truth to roman seneca who proclaimed that the greatest wealth is the poverty of desires and who preaches us to be to master ourselves to the indian thinkers who say that to be a samrat or an emperor of the world we have first to be swarats or emperor of ourselves now what is this how does one become this emperor of oneself what is it that we mean by the mastery of ourselves probably 
it stems from this notion that all the great microcosm that is out there from the thousands of stars millions of light years away to our own backyard this large macrocosm is nothing but a reflection of the microcosm that we are what is in you and there are many worlds that you house there are many selves in your psyche the self that decides to wake up every day at 5 am and go for a run and the other self that switches off the alarm when it goes off at 5 am the next morning so you have as many selves in you as the countless stars in the night sky so what is it that one has to be a mastery of so maybe what plato seneca and the indian thinkers mean that being a master of yourself is a prerequisite to master the external world maybe it means that there is something in here and something out here which are quite the same and unless you get this in order it is not easy to get that in order as well let us try to unpack this let's say you are a cavalryman in the army of alexander the great okay you have lot of fear obviously you might die in the battle and you're facing the mighty persian empire now the horns blare you get on your horse and despite your fear you're marching towards your enemy and then next to you you see a rider riding and he's none other than your king the alexander the great and he reflects the calm he has he's unmoved unafraid his being unafraid inspires you to be unafraid his mastery over his impulses helps you to become that he can become your leader unless he lived what he believed in he could not inspire you to become and with his greatness and his self mastery he becomes and makes an alexander the great out of you now well you may ask what are the steps to this mastery how does one become a master of oneself the first step is to have a vision larger than yourself something that you live to die for we are not petty livelihood seeking people we all have an idealism within us that can impact the world there is a big idea that we are all born with and identifying that big idea what the japanese called the ikigai or the indians call your swadharma that is the first step towards the self mastery in alexander's case it was to unify the world my ikigai is to make india the glorious civilization that it once was and that was the reason i set up helios books and now i am co-founding himalayan institute of alternatives ladakh a university that aims to reclaim indigenous wisdom that made india the only unbroken civilization for 10000 years and to blend it with modern technology and come up with new innovations the second step towards the self mastery is to then constantly live for this idea and that's where knowing ourselves become becomes important what is it that are our fears what are our prejudices what are our preferences what is society expecting us to do but what is it that we want to do because every moment of being a leader or an entrepreneur entails 
taking decisions. And where do these decisions stem from? Do they stem from the value system that guides us? Is this the metaverse or the big idea that rules our life? And that is the second step. By the way, this book of George Matthew called The Wind and the Rain became a runaway success. I did not know when I took up the book that he was a celebrated professor whose students had become stalwarts in their fields, in the fields of politics, in the fields of enterprise, and they ensured that the book launch was a mega event. In the evening of India-Pakistan uh, cricket match, which is like a curfew almost in both the countries, we launched the book to a hall full of book lovers bursting at the seams. And on the next day, it was all over the newspapers on page three. And when the book came off the shelf, I sent the first copy to Professor Matthew. And I got a call from his wife that he loved the book, thank you. And three days later, she called up again and she said, George Matthew is no more. He passed away, but he was content that he had realized his dream of becoming a published author. And that is the third step to self-mastery, that you do not have to wait for perfect business plans to launch an idea, but just an instinct for right action. And the businesses that you set up is to make a change in somebody's life. In this case, it made a change in the life of George K. Matthew and also in the life of my five-year-old son because he grew up in this environment of writers and artists and editors and is today pursuing his masters in philosophy and filmmaking and is scripting you know, uh, movies and aspires to become a writer. So this is what is the final self-mastery technique that I would say that please do not be guided by the world's definition of success. The definition of success and the milestones of your journey can be your very own. And in this case, it was to make a change in one George K. Matthews life and also in the lives of the many readers because this book went on to becoming a university book in this college that he taught. And today, the very Helios books, along with Melong Publishers, would be the official publisher for Himalayan Institute of Alternatives, Ladakh. Thank you.